Yeah, I woke up with a scuffed knee and a $5 Australian note, and I was like, I need to confirm some things. Everybody and welcome to StatCheck episode 7. I can't believe it's not cracking, uh, or in my heart as it will forever be known, what's cracking lacking. Um, I'm so much happier with that one, but yeah, no. I was over, what gives I was you the obvious written. joke of transhuman is what's cracking's lacking or whatever. And wins. But, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. We, we all know what it's lacking, but what's it's what it's not, not is alliteration. AP on those or, yeah, right, right, not alliteration. So, hello everybody, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I am Ennis, I'm joined as always by Nathan and Turbo, uh, also known as Anthony of um, being late. Uh, what do you mean Nathan was late? It wasn't even me. What? <laughs> I'm going to see if I can just lie and get away with it. <laughs> I just like, no, I heard no, you I trying so. to throw me under the bus and I'm just like, wait a damn second. <laughs> I don't know, I'm an adult, I don't have to go under the bus for Anthony here. Uh, so, hello everybody and welcome to our weekly chat shit show. Uh, I mean, it's like a chat show, but we chat shit. Um, we're mm -hmm. here to talk extensively about 40k, the stats, the meta, and all the other stuff that, are, that is going on that whatever caught our interest, basically. Uh, because we are like shiny magpies of 40k. We see something interesting and we just glint them down and steal it. Um, we're probably going to just mostly talk about what we didn't do this week because I don't think Anthony recovered from WTC until yesterday. Emotionally, I'm still not over it. Um, and Dude, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, and Nathan is Nathan definitely had to do a show without us, uh, which he couldn't even do on the right day. So leave me alone. I did my I'm best. Not wrong. <laughs> I did my best. Um, so thank you everybody for being with us. Uh, this is the show that goes live every Wednesday uh, at 11 p.m. UK and various other times across the world that I'm not going to go into just now because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube or wherever you are, thank you very much. Uh, if you would like to catch the live shows, we are live at youtube.com slash c slash stat check or is it stat check 40k? I really should learn this. I think it's just stat check. Um, just like, yeah. it's way funnier if you change it every week. Like if you're no, just no, like... it definitely, definitely would not be funnier for me and my <laughs> terrible, terrible capacity to memorize things. How are you guys doing? How's your week been? We want to start with me, sure. Uh, Anybody really? Just fill yeah. the silence. <laughs> no, we want to watch you awkwardly stare into the camera as we're silent for fifteen minutes, not saying anything about anything. Was you one of my job interviews? No. No. Yeah. Um, weekend was fine. I spent most of it painting models, assembling models. Um, I decided to start painting some of my Harlequin stuff because I don't know reasons. Uh, despite that faction being super dead, it's just kind of fun occasionally to paint little diamonds on things. Other than that. Not a lot of 40k stuff. I was studying ion physics all weekend for a test I had to take this week for my work. 
Um, don't worry, Anthony. I'm not going to teach you about ion physics. You're okay. Listen, listen, bro. After the third worksheet I got handed at WTC, I was lost. So we have to start real remedial. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna mostly talk about probability and like you did all the linear linear algebra stuff correctly. So that's like ninety percent of what we're you going can to add do. numbers, buddy. You can add, <laughs> divide, and subtract numbers, so we'll be okay. It's yeah. going. It's mostly conceptual. Most of math is just various iterations of that. So, well, I mean, uh, today when I was sitting down with the tech expert who gave me my test, he's like, "Oh, but there are imaginary numbers here." He's like, "So you have to subtract out the imaginary complex numbers." Complex numbers. Come on, complex. No, imaginary. Square root of negative one is an imaginary number. It's not a real it's a number. It's a complex number. It is a complex. <laughs> it's a complex number to help describe how a Fourier transformation needs to be eased so that you can detect a single it's peak a on a mass spectrometer. It's a number that has real and complex parts. Yeah. Yeah. It's got real and complex parts. They're all real parts, kind of. But that's okay. We don't We don't need to talk about math. Yeah, We're not going to make me or even Anthony do, because I don't think Anthony wants to worry about unitless measures of of molecules that go no, into the only, the only that Anthony wants is his opponent's army list. True. Um, other than that, I don't know. I didn't do a whole heck of a lot this weekend. We stayed in and just mostly did stuff. I started playing Cult of the Lamb, which is like a fun roguelike game with cool art. If people like roguelikes where you're a, leading a cult in service of a dark, evil kind of god. You should tell me about this later. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, have, have you looked at 40K since you came back other than like the coaching obligations? Oh, you got me on. <laughs> oh, apparently, apparently freezing in the camera. showing showing Chris Chris's chat about UNS being both a real and complex. Um, no, no, no. Uh, that's showing Chris's massive, massively catfish profile picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we totally lost Turbo today. I guess. Yeah, we'll just... I guess. I guess I'll do mine while we wait for Turbo to come back. Uh, I'm gonna like just. Oh no, no, he's probably back. We got Turbo back. He's definitely waved at least three finger guns at us. Nope. I'm just nope. going to go, and then I can talk later. Uh, I played an RTD this weekend run by uh, Saltar Games, which are the Team, uh, team Scotland sponsor in Dundee in Scotland. Huh? Uh, I played my Jormagar list, which is really, really not good. Uh, I do not recommend it. I'm taking it to see this weekend. Um, I wish I'd played it at least once first. <laughs> nope, we're not getting too excited. I'm going to mute you until you figure your stuff out. Oh, no, he's resisted the muting power, so I can't do it. I'm fully confused now. Uh, yeah, and this and 11 Crusade players had an RTT, as Tim said. Uh, yeah, it was great. Um, Jormagar, not not a good high fleet. I don't recommend playing it. It's somehow worse than Kraken. Uh, I won anyway, though, because it's me. So, you know, that was nice. Uh, and we'll see what I can do at the uh, the GT next weekend, which is Brewhammer. Um, so, yeah, so somehow, despite being at WZ, I've decided that the three weekends immediately following, four weekends immediately following, I'm going to a tournament. Uh, and then I'll have one weekend off, go to another tournament, and then go to LGT. Um, so, yeah, off-season's not real. Uh, I decided that I just don't want one. Um, yeah, my free time is as frozen as Anthony. Uh, who is the new meta? Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, though. I mean, at least you're playing something that's more fun and amusing instead of hardcore, like playing another Leviathan. Yeah, I've I taken two weekends to do that. And then for Unconquerable, I'm going to, uh, which is the uh, LGT 
series's invitational event so they've invited everybody who went for who went five and oh at any of the uktc events so that's like uh, all of the big UK events that are just the U, that are just a city name and TT, those have all been run by the UKTC. So all the ones that we conveniently missed the week of the episode of uh, when we were doing Fight Club, uh, I think we missed every single time one happened. We missed the week immediately after, which was Makes quite sense. funny. Um, so that's like your Newcastle, your Leeds, your Coventry, blah blah blah. All of those ones, um, the top the top players from those all got invited to tournament. I believe there's. 32 players for it uh, and we're going to do a knockout invitation i think it's a knockout invitational or something like that or seated invitational i'm not 100 on the logistics basically i'm going to go and try and beat the brakes off of five people who are quite good at 4k sounds fun yeah i'm going to start playing just to like mix it up after playing tier nids for like the last forever basically i'm gonna play some harlequins for a little bit and just kind of break out something a little different until either Guard or Votan come out, and I decide to make this podcast about Votan all the time instead of about Angry Bugs or Elves. What is quite funny is we've all managed to desync armies again. Uh, mm-hmm. You've managed to jump into Harlequins. Anthony's stuck in Emperor's Children, and I'm still playing Nids. Uh, I'm looking at some GSC stuff after after uh, seeing Eric's performance at WTC as well. Um, we've managed to desync off of that time where we were all just it's- all just tearing players, just salty tearing players. I mean, I might go back to Tyranids closer to the Chicago, like into October when I have like four GTs in a row, but maybe not. We'll see. I don't know. It'll entirely depend on what happens between now and October, which there's a long time between now and October. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I guess we can just... I think for my for my calendar from now to, from now to October, I have this, the weekend of the 17th, I don't have an event, and then the, hmm. and then the weekend of the... 10th of October. I don't have an event. And that's me between now and mid-October. That's rough, man. I don't know why I can do this to myself. I have to TO an event in September. We're still picking dates for. We're just doing another RTT. Um, But other than that, like, the first GT in, like, the last three months is going to be just uh, Michigan GT in Lansing. And then straight from there, I go into the Chicago Open that same week, basically. Like after getting back that same week as the Chicago Open, and then straight from the Chicago Open into Dragonfall, like a couple weeks later, and then from that it'll be Renegade Open in like November or something like Imagine that. Giving yourself a couple of weeks between tournaments, like what? What do you? What is this? This is ridiculous. I know it takes it takes a lot longer to get to places here, and <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Just go to all the events that are like within three hours of you. So that is most of the events that are within three hours of me. <laughs> um, uh, Dragonfall is like two hours. Uh, Michigan's like four hours of driving. The Renegade, I'll probably take a train or some shit. Brian is aware of one of the places you're going. I know, it's Brian. Lansing's not the best place, but it's where the, the Michigan GT is happening. I don't have any control over who sponsors events. That's fair. Right, let's uh, let's do stats while Anthony's not here to turn his nose about sure. them. I'm just going to talk about this last week's stats because I don't care about the week previous. Somebody, I'm sure, will send me an angry message about how I ignored their event or some such nonsense, but I just don't care. Well, if you want to um, get if you want your event covered, there are plenty of places that cover specific events. You can check out Goonhammers uh, every week. You can check out uh, Reddit everywhere. Blood of Kittens covers them. Like, come on, loads of places. We're going to cover here to cover the meta yep. or something, something like that. So I'm going to talk about just last week. Stat-check.com slash the hyphen meta for the full tableau where you can see and interact with all this data yourself. 
Uh, yep. We highly recommend it. It's a wonderful resource curated by Cliff from StatCheck. Uh, and it's part of what the Patreon money goes to fund. So thank you very much to everybody who makes this possible. Uh, let's do it. Let's do stats. All right. So for what we're going to, we'll talk about overrep in a little bit. We'll talk about just some win rate data from the last week. And then we'll talk about some GT overrepresentation data. And then everybody should be really excited because we're going to add all that overrep data to the dashboard moving forward as soon as Cliff is back from vacation. Uh, everybody should take a vacation sometimes, including Cliff. So for this last week for faction performance, we're starting to narrow in still a little bit. Harlequins had the highest win rate of the weekend at 60.8%. Uh, Sisters were right behind them at 58.1%. Uh, Tyranids were right behind them at 57 Necrons at 56 And then Orcs and Drukhari were also in the 56 range. Inside of the balance range, so 55 to 45 was basically everybody else. Uh, outside the balance range was Death Guard at 41.7, Gene Stealer Colt at 41.2, Grey Knights at 39.6, Thousands of Sons at 38.6, and then some umbrella factions that basically nobody plays. Thousands of Sons doing real well. Yeah. So where were, where were Death Guard at on that one? Uh, Death Guard are at 41.7% with 23 players this weekend and 115 so games played. <laughs> I, I think we managed to hit the nail on the head for exactly one of those two factions when Necros and Death Guard got their big buffs. That uh, It's not going to help. And Death Guard just clearly hasn't helped. Yeah. Chaos like Knights. You can keep adding more rules to that army. But... You can keep adding rules. Astra Militarum are still only at like a 45% 45% win rate despite getting two buffs across two data slates and like five new rules. Yeah, it turns out when all you've got is all you have is good secondaries and a million bonus rules. It doesn't help if you have no data sheets. Yeah, that new FAQ where they said that um, you could score the order one where you need all of your officers to be in range of um, all of your troops can be scored even if they're off the table. So it's just whoever is on the table <clears throat> and within it's range back. and score points. Which makes it a lot easier to score that secondary. What'd you say? We're into stats. You don't get to talk about your week. No one cares. Okay, that's that's real and true. So that's fair. Oh man, that is that is going to be some funny video to voice lag on my end for a minute. But I know what everybody really cares about because... Win rate is a silly statistics when we're only talking about maybe 100 to 200 games at most for even the most represented factions. Although it is kind of cute because Space Marines have finally gotten back up to like their historical meta representation numbers and are right around 17% now. So we've seen a bounce back of that. And as I was going through these, there was some interesting stuff about Chaos Space Marines being almost up to Space Marine level for like one week. But we can talk about that at a different time. For our top performer of the week, it is still Necrons. They had, there were nine events um, this weekend that we tracked. So that's 25-plus player, five-plus round events. Necrons performed the best, even though Tyranids had more GT wins. Necrons had 12 top 10s, five top 4s, and one win. Tyranids converted a lot better. They had nine top 10s, eight top 4s, and then four GT wins overall. So all the um, mid players that are still winning with them are real good, and all the Necron yeah. players are just top just top 10 and top 4. Yeah, they're really good at X and 1-ing. <laughs> uh, Marines are the third best performing faction. They had nine top tens, seven top fours, and zero wins, uh, which is fine. Uh, Harlequins coming in right behind them, and Orcs coming in right behind them at eight, two, and one GT win, and then eight and one and no wins. 
And we still have sisters and chaos Marines pulling it in uh, with one GT winning a piece, both with seven top tens sisters with five top fours and chaos Marines with two top fours. We still have a pretty good selection, but it is pretty top heavy still for performance week to week. It's just kind of rotating through which of essentially the top five factions are going to get the most GT wins that week. It was Tyranids this last week. Yeah, it's usually Tyranids, but it's also been Necrons and Sisters as of late. When we look at overrepresentation, uh, Necrons have a 7.7 representation overall, and then because they've made up 14% roughly, they're at about 1.8 overrep. So that means they're about 1.8 times, almost two times more represented in top fours than they should be based on their representation in the meta. Tyranids, though, are almost at three. They're at 2.96. They had 7.5% of the meta and 22.2% of top fours, which means they're getting real close to being uh, real Harlequin, Harlequin level threat. Wasn't Harlequin like 5.7? No. It was like it almost was like it was almost four or five. Three. It was almost four or five for one week. Uh, Marines are actually just at about balance. They're at one point one six. They managed to get nineteen point four percent of top well. fours and got at a sixteen point seven percent meta representation. Harlequins are still doing pretty good. Part of it helps that their meta representation is meta representation goes down. When you start to do well at events, it does weird things to overrep. You're also like you got to remember that the, the number jumps on these are pretty incremental. The difference because there's there's only what ten events this week, so there's forty top four slots. So every single one you represent is two point five percent. It's guaranteed two point five percent. So it's very easy for a faction with you know to have one or two um, go above and then to have a very high overrep with a decision have. This is definitely something that you want to have looking at long-term trends rather than individual weeks. It's just interesting on individual week basis. Yeah. Harlequins are at about a two. They're at 1.98. Uh, Sisters are still doing really well at 2.39. And then Imperial Knights are still doing really well at 1.85 despite their win rate. They're still placing relatively well. Uh, it's all on Fury, baby. Yeah, it is all on Fury who did well. Orcs are at about a 0.5, so they're not doing very well. There's a bunch of factions at zero, including Custodes, Thousand Sons, Tau, and Guard. Also Drukari, Grey Knights, Mechanicus, and Gene Stealer Colt. And also Demons. down there just fills me with joy. But we do have Craft World Eldar at 0.58, and then Chaos Knights at the best number, 0.69. Um, Death Guard are also there at 0.73, and then Space Marines are at 0.8. So it's interesting to see. I mean, you still have some factions. And as a quick word more about how overrep can get inflated by low population, and especially when GT top four placements, like in low numbers of events, have such a high like effect yeah, on you the remember, top, for If you're looking at like 30 player GTs, the top 10 is the top third of the event. It doesn't if, necessarily say a lot. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. If we go back to a weekend where there were six only six events of GT size or greater, the Imperial Soup faction uh, managed a single GT win, which came from a single top 10 and a single top four, and ended up with a 0.4% meta representation. But because of their one GT top four, they had a 10.4 meta over rep ratio. Not from Imperial Soup, buddy. So you need to, like anytime you look at statistics, you need to take like a moment and consider context. So when we do that, we'll include some of the 
overall meta representation data when we put this up on the dashboard context. so that you all can add context. some context and use context is for cowards or i mean you could also go to that same week where guard got two top four placements with a 1.3 and had a 6.4 over rep ratio that's that's right yeah, and that's <laughs> why they're the best faction and deserve nerfed. definitely yeah. the well, best context, is, context is fake i'm undefeated against dennis these are both true. separately true <laughs> statements. <laughs> um, does including a free blade attachment make it Imperial Soup? Yes. Including any detachment that is not your main faction makes you a souped faction for the purposes of the statistics. So if you include demons with your Chaos Space Marines, you become a souped faction. It's like my old Mono Drakari list that Nathan loved so much. Do you know what I need to get Cliff to add to this as a filter that lets you just take GT results out straight away and only leave major plus? Look, Nathan still tells it about that. <laughs> oh, you mean your pure your pure dark darkari list? Yeah, my, my yeah, it was pure Jukari. It was mono Jukari, bro. I took her the prey in every game. There yeah, was I definitely, definitely had access to all of the Jukari rules. Yeah. There were definitely weeks where I was like, after I complained about people doing that kind of stuff, where I'm positive some people watched one of the shows, including Anthony, and then purposefully did it to taunt me through the ether. Like, there are well. my faction for my GT this weekend to like Ordo Prefectus. Fine. You'll be the only. Just so that it makes me and Kiri mad that we have to look at your list. Yeah. It should be. Like something that's common, but not that common. Like you should make it like Iron Hands. See if I can make it just like the overactist faction. Yeah. Um, one of the things too is just like a lot of people enter their factions because BCP lets you enter sub factions and is your main faction. That's just also one You shouldn't do that. Please don't that do that. Changed his to have it that. <laughs> I'm about to start playing Emperor's Children a lot in BCP. <laughs> I'm putting Huffley Jormagar as mine because I want the flex of it Next. saying Huffley Jormagar if I win. <laughs> it's not it's not like it's that hard to fix that problem. Um, it's just funny because it makes sorting sometimes really weird. Yeah. Because it's, it's very like, important that whatever you do in life, you make, you make sure that it annoys Nathan and you get in his DMs. Yeah, you can send or me DMs. Or our comments. Yeah, or you can comments, also get on the comments. comments. is a much better place. Nathan's we DM actually... is actually what we call the comment section. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the worst. We shouldn't do that. that. <laughs> um, I mean, you can post there. It's usually me who responds on my personal YouTube account because I don't switch my YouTube account to this business one. I respond to comments often. So, you know. I definitely remember to look one, a few times. I did not. I have not the last two weeks because of WTC fatigue. But uh, this week, I will try and make sure I get, get one to respond to me. It's hooked. Uh, we'll it's do, hooked up we'll to do all my, the pluggy stuff a bit later. But, um, it's hooked up to my phone in it, so I can't escape it. I get buzzed every time that we get yeah, me a too. subscription it's or an real email annoying, or anything but I also of any like, Validation. I can't turn this off. <laughs> but yeah, if you... Rush for the day. Yeah, I if you're in our Discord... You can definitely send me a message or tag me in some such nonsense if you really want to. I don't. Most of the time, I respond to shit. I don't care. Just tag Nathan in everything you ever post in Beans and Bears. Uh, Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will mute. Whoever tags Nathan the that most point. in Beans and Bears for the next month, I will send a prize. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. So, in order to participate in this contest, 
no, no, don't add context. Oh, don't Jesus. add context. <laughs> Chris, Chris already tagged me in something. <laughs> God, I really, it I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I really want Chris to win because it's gonna be so much cheaper for shipping. <laughs> it's true. You, so I'm gonna add a rule to the contest though you have nope. to post a meme with your tag you can't just tag me you gotta post a meme with it yeah that's fine uh, that's fine i don't like it but it's fine <laughs> so right. what's your broad strokes feeling on the meta from the stats nathan i think the meta is doing okay so we've added a bunch of new filters on the meta dashboard uh cliff has done a bunch of stuff so we can look at faction v faction data and general faction performance over time instead of the individual snapshots that we've been posting for like meta health type stuff and you can see that there's like a lot of variation week to week which is why we talk about win rate not being a super strong statistic until you get lots of games that you can include in that but instead what you can do on the dashboard now is watch kind of everything start to close in a little bit and close towards kind of that window of balance of 45 to 55. It's not perfect, but the balance, I think, overall in the game is a lot better now than it was before. You have about six to seven factions that are performing relatively well, which isn't bad. And then you've got a bunch of factions kind of squished into the middle, and then you still have some have-nots. Um, but generally, right now, it feels like the field's a little bit more open, at least when you look at the statistics. Although there are a couple factions who are kind of absorbing a lot of performance. And that's still kind of your Necrons, your Tyranids, your Sisters of Battle, who are absorbing a lot of the performance overall. But other factions are still winning GTs and still placing relatively well. You see, Chaos Marines, who people said were not good when they came in, are doing relatively well broadly. That's Harlequins, funny. despite being buried six feet to nine feet in the dirt, are still doing just fine. Tau, even though they did, they did really poorly this last week, um, have done broadly well still, despite multiple nerfs to them. They're still winning GTs. We're not that far separated from them being the top performing faction for a week when they won like three GTs in one week. So there's... Worry not. Uh, Photom Horror players that rolled off them and onto Sisters will be coming home soon. Yeah. So... Hey, there's one in chat. And I wouldn't be surprised if Demons came out kind of of the woodwork with the book going up for pre-order this weekend. They're still going to happen. Like the meta no, rep will go off. There's going to be who think they can still run Keepers of Secrets. That's fair. I bet a bunch there's going to be a lot of sad, dead Lords of Change the day that book comes out. <laughs> Look, this thing's really hard to kill. They deploy it and then no. Um, yeah. Things aren't hard to kill when you get into melee with them and they only have six up and vulnerable saves. They, they're not that hard to kill at ranged with just a three up. Okay. Their vulnerable saves are not what they used to be. They're not. If you don't have a feel no pain and a damage reduction and a trans hitman and a no rerolls, you ain't you ain't shit no more. Or just like a really nice wound count like three where you just it doesn't matter if people hit you with damage eight weapons, you lose yeah. a dude. The failed save on the desecrator laser cannon, dude. It was it was the worstest. Yeah. Um Ash asked if we can play round five at LGT. Uh, I would be happy to lose to you at LGT again, Ash. I would love to. Because uh, it means I get to play you instead of an asshole. Uh, oh no, sorry, it's the same thing. Um, uh, oh, so Anthony. Late in the oh, sorry, Turbo. Got to get your name right. I'm sorry. I don't. Want, oh. I don't want to misname you, Turbo. And Anthony also works. Turbo is mostly that the Aussies called me that. I can actually set that back now because neither of you are Australian. So. 
Excellent. At the show. Why don't you tell us about your weekend while we transition to talking about not? I'm going to need to apologize after he does that as well because I mm-hmm. feel like I should make sure Curie makes money. Um, <laughs> yeah, that seems real. Make sure um, we can continue paying him. My weekend was pretty good. It was mostly like relaxing, recovering, trying to get my shit back together, doing coaching stuff. Um, played some practice games, did some stuff. I uh, got another rep with Emperor's Children into the uh, like eight light uh, Star Weaver list. Um, that list is annoying as all get out, even with Armor of Contempt. Um, stuff is just like actually everywhere. None of the individual components of it matter. You don't feel like you're making any progress when you kill units. You like take down a boat and the stuff inside, and they're like, cool, I have six more. And you're like, nice, dude. Sick. Um, the There was a turn where the like individually of each other, the like troop master came out, zapped five possessed, left. The solitaire did it the next turn, zapped five possessed, left. I was like, I'm running out of, running out of stuff. But then there was like, you know, it kind of like worked out in the end game that it was fine because like I kept his primary low enough, but it definitely got like a little touch and go. Like the Rift Ghoul dude just like one shot Lucius. Lucius Oof. was just like stepped out for a second and just died. And I was like, uh, <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> Yeah, snipers are so annoying right now because I just feel like I have no respect for them. But, uh, but the only ones that see any play are just insanely cracked now. Dude, I mean, you take the death gesture to shoot units, like not characters. Like that guy's there to kill squads, not yeah. individuals. But he's well, really, he means he's killing individuals too. <laughs> yeah, definitely helps the shit out of individuals. Every that guy time. on his that guy on his own like tilts the sisters matchup. It's actually insane. That guy shooting for five turns is like, yep. That's five things dead. Bye. <laughs> they nerfed the wrong side of, to be it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, glad they nerfed Dark. They should have just nerfed Light harder. I'm not True. super thrilled they nerfed Dark. Like, Harlequin Melee isn't good, and investing in it feels bad. Har- and getting double punished good. for it is extra sucks. Harlequins are a pistol army. You're there to shoot pistols out of boats at 12 inches, the six, six to 12 six, inches of range. Six inch range melee army. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's actually what it feels like. Which definitely is weird as hell for an army with so many really cool melee weapons and a bunch of like lore that really supports them being good in melee. But you know, I mean, like it's fine. They have like that kind of melee where you like you can't ignore it, but you should never respect it. You definitely can ignore everything that isn't two units in the army i don't know man i feel like when i do that i start getting vibe checked off the board by like yeah no i rolled three sixes and your unit's gone uh i don't love that um oh like no that's what i'm saying like literally just the troop master no, no, and I, solitary. I know what you mean i just like but i don't like, know i feel like when you start disrespecting the troops and you're just like they can't actually punch me they're not good in combat you just start losing stuff to them that you shouldn't be if they want to get out of the boat and punch me, bro, like, be my guest. <laughs> Fair enough. It's an army where if you um, pop that transport, five guys get out who maybe can hurt you in melee in response. Maybe. Yeah, on accident sometimes. Yeah. If they don't all break but, their ankles in the process of getting out of that vehicle. Yeah, um, yeah as a shocking display, the uh, the Polish list is real good and real fun. So the Polish yeah, I know. is good. I'm Beautiful. building and painting it right now because I want to punish yeah, people with it. Yeah, it's a good time. I moved just like a bit of points around second of a solitaire because American train makes you take one. Because if you can't dig out ruins that like are literally like a U, it's a waste of your time. So you need to be able to do that. Did you just pull so, a death jester to do that? Yeah, you pull a death jester and some of the like 
melee like a weapon weapons, upgrades. Yeah, yeah like some of the stuff changes, and then it's fine. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, it works out. Yeah, it was a super good time. I honestly had almost as much fun coaching my opponent through playing light as I did playing Emperor's Children. Uh, <laughs> if I wasn't such a ruthless EC sim, I would probably be playing light. Now I want you to teach me how to play light, Anthony. So we'll have to get It's really the, fun. We're going to have to get on the TTS and do that. So everybody yeah. can laugh yeah. at me while I make terrible mistakes. It was funny. There was a point in the game where like I had taught him something two turns before, and then I went to do something in my turn. And he was like, so I'm going to light strat and move away. And I was like, oh... It's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's gonna suck real bad right now. Huh? Okay. <laughs> oh, you're just rubbing your hands together as your opponent like actually takes a lesson that you taught them and uses it. Yeah, it felt good, but also bad. <laughs> oh my Jesus. Perfect. I've it's been tagged well. so many times already in that channel, Ines. What are you doing? Good. <laughs> Speaking of, let's do let's do the plugs. So thank you everybody for being here. This is StatCheck, our weekly show. Um, we There are a few ways you can support us, which we would all really appreciate in any and all forms. If you are watching on YouTube, you can drop a like, a comment, a subscription, uh, whatever makes you happy, uh, whatever gives you the dopamine for pressing buttons. Uh, I hear pressing buttons is good for you, uh, and you should definitely press the buttons that are down, down there in our little subscription box. Uh, if you leave a comment, we'd really appreciate that. We do our best to respond to all of them. Uh, even on previous episodes, we still get notifications because we are slots for notifications and validation, or at least I am. I don't know about these guys, but they look it. They, they look like slots. Um, I had a point. <laughs> I just noticed that you changed one of the channels in our Discord to Nathan's DMs. Yeah, I can't believe you did that, Ines. Uh, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> didn't do that, but sure. Um, Which one? So yeah, if you join if you join the Patreon, you can join our Discord and harass me endlessly, and it apparently is a thing that you can do. Yep, that is patreon.com slash statcheck, where you can, for $5 a month, you can get access to all our bonus content, which comes out almost every Friday, because uh, we did miss a week because WTC recovery is real. Um, you can get uh, you can get the bonus content, and it also gives you access to the Patreon Discord, where you can ask us questions. Uh, if you're not going to be able to make the live streams, that's the, the best place you can ask us questions to get answered on the show. Uh, otherwise, you can be on the live stream and you can ask these questions just as fine for uh, the price of nothing. If you're listening on a podcast app, drop a drop a comment, uh, drop us a review, I think is the technical term. Um, I feel like that is pretty obvious and I shouldn't make that sound like it's not. Uh, uh, so yeah, wherever, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can find us, uh, drop us a review. It really helps us out with discoverability and getting our name out there. Um, also, you can watch me torture Anthony from a very long distance with math. As bonus content, yeah, that's come, that's going to go That's bonus bonus content. So the bonus bonus Patreon that gets you access to the math stuff, which should be starting fairly soon. Uh, and I'm just starting... excited to not have to be part of that. It'll be starting yeah, with gonna... school after Labor Day. Yeah, it's going to be suffering. And for everybody else on the planet who doesn't know when that is, oh, September fifth. So it'll be starting after September fifth. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> No, I'm going to make you all go to the internet and learn dates and holidays yeah, from the United American States. Labor yeah, if, you join, if you join at the appropriate tier on Patreon, you can guide where we'll go after teaching Anthony math. Yeah, I do get to learn by suffering different things. Right. Cool. Thank you, everybody, Sweet. for being with us on this incredibly interesting journey. Uh, you can check us out on Stat. Also, you can check out the website, which is stat-check.com, where you can find all of the wonderful stuff that Cliff and Curie run. Uh, such as the podcast, uh, the ELO and Curie Ranking Score, our faction stat, uh, and also an event that you're joining. Uh, you should definitely check that out as well. 
Um, yeah, that'll do. Let's uh, let's just move on to talking about the game, I guess. I guess we should talk real. about. Should we talk about demons since that's coming out, or do we want to talk? No, about we don't know enough. We don't. We don't know enough about demons yet to make anything concrete. Oh, I was, was going to say we should don't... just talk about the nonsense hyping that's going on on the internet, but that's. Oh, okay. that. I'm, I'm more than done to talk about that. I was. I just wanted to talk about how people are using like four different playtest document phases as like a means to determine the power level of an army. Everything simultaneously can and cannot advance and charge in demons. That's true. There have been so many different versions of those leaks and rumors posted on various different forums and stuff like that, that at this point, I'm starting to confuse them together. Honestly, at this point, I've seen so many bad leaks that just seeing a greater than sign triggers me. <laughs> yeah, every time okay, someone but... tries to rank the gods, I'm going to slam my head through a plate glass window. Apparently, can I just confirm that the order is indeed Slanesh, Corn? Zinch, Nurgle, but only for greaters and it's reversed for lessers. And for medians, it's inverted twice back to front and upside down. You got it, dude. Bang it. <laughs> All right, so Nailed that's it. it. We've covered demons. What else do we want to cover this week? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, I don't know about you, Ennis, but I'm having a really hard time like readjusting back to singles. Um, Readjusting? I, I don't know. I mean... Like, my brain is still, like, at every move or every time I go to do something, I'm like... 20 nil. Yeah. Oh, no! And I think it's a 20 nil. Yeah, no, I definitely was at the RGT this weekend, like, choke-holding my opponent's scores there. Like, you will yeah. not score points. Dude, I was like, playing that practice game, and I was, like, dialed in, and I had to be like, relax, calm down. Like, because the last game that I'd played before that was the German Nids Mirror, <laughs> where I was like... Focused on the killing. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely an adjustment phase. I, I, it's kind of why I'm playing the, the German Guard list that I have at the moment, because I just can't take it seriously because it's so terrible. I'm like, I have a Moloch. I'm oh, going to see what I, I can make these Exegrinds do. <laughs> so it's just kind of, you know, just trying to make that disconnect for myself so I can get back into a little bit of a singles mentality by playing some random garbage. And then I've got a few events coming up, obviously London. Uh, being the big one, have to try real hard. We have to try real hard to win a thousand player tournament. Um, yeah, is GSC maybe is GSC? The <laughs> clout see. is infinite, though. If you the, do it, the clout is real tempting. But the uh, the call of the call of Nassiming and going four one is right there. I guess I think you'd be fine. I do have a question then, derived from WTC to singles, is what are you taking from WTC? either list ideas or from talking with other players at WTC and then bringing into singles from that experience with you. If I choke hold my opponent's score in singles, I'll do a lot better if I lose a game and my opponents have scored less. <laughs> Tiebreakers, probably. Tiebreakers, baby. you got to make sure they score 26. <laughs> so Innis wants to step on your neck and then wait for you to die, essentially, at the bottom. Yeah, don't wait. Um, the, it's, it's weird. Cause like we have as like the American going over it's exposure to a lot more metas than just like being close to the continent. Um, like he'll have a decent amount of international players at LGT, right? It's a lot more likely than for us to pick up 
international players for one of oh, our yeah. like, like the Iceland are going to be there. I think um, some of the Spanish are coming over. The Amer- some of the Americans are coming over. And there's like 80 Americans oh, yeah. signed up. So yep. it's going to be a, a big world meta kind of thing. Like it's probably going to be yeah. less so than LVO at its peak, but it will definitely be a lot of players from like the Netherlands and stuff like that will be coming over. Um, so yeah, I, I expect to see a lot of things. I've just got the, the Polish list just plastered on my wall, actually. Um, yeah. Just, they're studying they're super. Yeah, they're good. Uh, it helps that I'm homies with their captain now, so I talk to him a bunch. Um, the like, it's really interesting. Like, it's hard for me to separate. Like, oh, that was good when I played against it. From like, oh, that's good broadly all the time, and this is applicable on terrain over here. Like, it's really hard to figure out to what extent that's true. Like, even, like, having spoken to Liam after we played, right, he was like, oh, I would not play this list in, like, like an American terrain singles. Like, And you guys are asking, well, why, though? Well, that one was easy, right? Yeah, that, that's like, a specific the, one, yes. But... Yeah, yeah, because he was like, I can't hide all the scarabs, and only one of them has an invuln, and that means the other one is cooked. So, like, you know, that is an example of, like, why that doesn't translate. But, like, certain things do translate just fine, right? Like, the the Harlequin list that I was talking about a minute ago, perfectly fine in singles. Um, the better version of my Levy list, perfectly fine in singles. There are some amount of things that, like, the WTC meta obviously doesn't account for, like CSM. Um, and Demons. Demons eventually, but you know we got a little bit. They're all pre-ordered, right? So they'll be on. Yeah, they'll they'll be live for the the next big event that I go to. But like it's stuff like that that you kind of have to account for. You know, like there was nothing at WTC that a thousand points fall out of deep strike like right on your forehead, right? Which is you know a real threat that demons might have. So like there are certain things that you need to do to be ready for that that don't necessarily translate well. But it's hard for me to like differentiate that as i'm like going through the reacclimation process because there are things that i'm like terrified of that i don't necessarily need to be scared of right like i got rocked by that necron list in the singles it's probably fine but like that table that pairing that terrain that mission etc real bad like is there ways around that sure but it it's hard to like separate the the one-time experience from, like, the, oh, this is broadly what happens, you know? So that's been an interesting ride yeah, back through things. That's fair. I think broadly people overblow just how much the ninth edition, especially, like, Ethan ninth edition team, teams lists aren't that different from singles lists. It more tends to be just the WC terrain that creates the imbalance there. Yeah. Um, you definitely see some degree of like the skew list where yeah, it probably you would probably tweak it for singles play. But like if you're playing on WTC terrain for your singles or you're playing on uh, UKTC terrain as well, I think something like Liam Hackett's Necros list is completely viable in singles play. And I think people are oh on the UKTC terrain would be fine. Yeah. What does uh, the, what does the UKTC terrain really look like for people who aren't familiar with that terrain setup? It's really unique. Yeah, imagine a lot of L's, but only some of them are obscuring. Um, so there's basically you're looking at like one nine nine inch by nine inch L, which is full five, which is like three story height. The thing is huge. It's like a Nova L on crack, and then two smaller, like I want to say like eight and a half by five, but they're only four inches tall, 
and they're not obscuring. So there's four of those on each board. But they're windowless. They are windowless, but if you are taller than them or if something can see over it, you can absolutely be seen behind them. Um, so they can be... They're very good at hiding some things and very bad at hiding other things. Like a radar is really hard to hide on WC, on uh, UKC terrain, whereas something like the Swarm Lord is a lot easier. Uh, a turn of Hive Tarrant, Venom. Yeah, Venom, yeah. A turn of Hive Tarrant doesn't fit behind one, but, uh, but the Swarm Lord does. Uh, hmm. um, and then there's very minimal dense terrain. There's like some little barriers that are very often on an objective in the midboard or completely irrelevant. And then there's these two, again, 9x5-ish shaped L's that have... A little lip around the outside, and then they they have windows, so they're very they're usually placed in the midboard or in your deployments on your home objective, and they're very yep. easy to push aggressively to walk onto and see through them. So there's a lot of terrain on the board, but it's very porous terrain. Um, so small stuff can hide pretty well, but the midboard positions are generally pretty easy to take, and it's often quite easy to get angles, especially in the diagonal deployments like um, conversion and death and zeal, particularly have really really awkward sideboard terrain. Where if you can push, push your deployment zone, data scry is not too bad. Uh, it's most mostly just the the actual quarters ones yeah. uh, are really really awkward for getting pushed on, uh, and then the donor war deployments just kind of don't work because the big L isn't fully in your deployment zone. Those ones, uh, you end up with like half of it, uh, so you end up losing a lot of a lot of deployments on real estate. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll also see what two inch we're using two inch uh, engagement range as well, which I'm not looking forward to figuring out because I've not had to play with that yet. Yeah, it's definitely soft suffering but certain things is fine so really you can set up you, some real fucked up move blocks with it so there's some uktc is very infantry and like small to medium monster sized kind of pushed yeah i wouldn't even say that like the things that wins on uktc i wouldn't say it's broadly that different it's mostly just like whatever you know it's been turrets winning most of them for the last however long and turrets are running a bunch of stuff that can they can hide on a bunch of stuff that can't like you can't hide a harpy on them like it's not a thing i uh, know that that was really a thing on wc boards either like you could hide it on angles and that was about it um okay. obviously very different to w to the gw open terrain where you just can't hide one but right yeah i don't know if it, it's very it's very odd terrain like it, you definitely have to experience it but i don't think it's you've played a bunch of games on it i broadly like it you can see stuff yeah you, you can hide stuff like you can definitely hide an army it's just you can't always hide an army and have it be useful next turn okay which i think is good like i think that not as good as staging from terrain on uktc boards yeah it really really depends on the mission is the, the it also level. depends a lot on how quick you are like if you're fast the uktc boards are like if you because the forward like if you're in a corners deployment the not the l most in your corner the next l forward is in a position where if you're quick you can threaten a lot of the board from that thing yeah so, you can definitely if you can stage up into it with um i don't know like an advanced deploy or a terminal movement and just get in there you can threaten so much of the board so many objectives from there uh they were always really good boards for high guard um yeah. because high guard could always have an advanced deploy position like they could like start just behind something, turn one, move into it, take the minus one to hit, and then be in an amazing position for the rest of the game. Uh, that was always a very, very real option. Or if you didn't need that, you could just sit in the back corner. Um, but you could always threaten your opponent with it. And that were loads of loads of games with the Carterless. They're just doing that. Um, yep. Yeah. Tau love the boards. I think generally because there's a lot of ways you can like Fast. walk, like being with those those central ruins where you can like walk onto it and then zip back off it. Um, they're really, really good for. That makes sense. Also, if you're an army that benefits from uh, light cover, there's just a, 
a bunch around. There's, not, like uh, there's actually a lot less than you would think because a lot of the ruins you end up being having to stand on the other side of to shoot through them because they're almost always defensively pointed. Oh, I meant like on defense, not on offense. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then you're just like, if you're if you're in the ruin, you're probably not getting shot anyway. Uh, but a lot of them, you can't hold the ruin and be on an objective. Right. I don't know. I, I don't really find that the cover comes up all that much. On What's really your two preferred terrain sets then? Because you guys have played on UKTC and WTC and GW and then also the player placed or player optimized terrain. Well, not the not last two, obviously. Because <laughs> the moment I got past GW terrain, there was a lot of head shaking. So which I've played on others? GW terrain. I played two games on GW terrain. I did not much care for it. Okay, um, it's most I just can't hide anything. That's so weird. You can hide everything that isn't a plane or a knight. Exactly. And you can hide more of it. I've been running harpies for like a year. Okay, well, stop, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, I do. I clearly want to. Yeah, you already know, did. It feels like it feels really, 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 really fast infantry weighted. Like fast infantry, just fuck, or like fast infantry, fast fly. It's just so fucking stupid on those UW boards because they hide it so much stuff. A lot with the two inch engagement range because you can never be safe in the ruins now. Like to two inch engage off those walls means you have like yay space to use. So you have to like yeah, actually be a fight on death. It's basically fight on death stuff, and it doesn't matter. Sure, you could do that, yeah. But like, there's one thing that does that. One thing um, with a sixty-eight percent win rate. That's true. They do have a very high percent win rate over their tiny amount of games. <laughs> Still counts. <laughs> Broken army. Um, Dark. But, but then, yeah. of those three, then which is your favorite? WC uh, every day. I really do like WTC terrain, but I do feel like it really depends on the board. Some of those boards are like, they look dense, but they ain't. Like, the <laughs> angle just is fucking jokes. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, there's nine runes on the board, and they're all just, like, at awful angles. It doesn't do anything at all. It's um, like, oh, I, I could hide this guy. Maybe. No, you can't. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, Tao's gonna just zip around the corner and end your life. Uh... So, like, there are, and I don't know the 72 board system well enough to be like, oh, this is the good one. But, like, for the most part, I like a lot of what they're doing with that. I just definitely think there's probably a few too many to have it be reasonable. There's a really good singles map that you could, like, pick pick one of the boards, tune it a little bit for singles, and just say we're playing the modified, like, table six modified, right? And you right. would probably have a re- like the best the best board out there. It's just you yeah. know that it kind of exists. Like well, the way the guys that make the terrain wheel and Johnny have a map set uh, which does that kind of thing, but it's not broadly used. Um, but if that was the thing you wanted to do, like you could just adapt a WC board as the best you'll get terrain wise. I think. Yeah, I think that setup was real good. I was a big fan of the vent things. Those are real cool. I like those a yeah. lot. Dense and light um, is just a really good combination of interesting terrain to play with. Yeah, the but yeah, so WTC terrain is probably the most like it also seems the most like well thought out. Uh like there's definitely effort put in to be like the objective here is hidden or it like very clearly is not. Like whereas like a lot of the other boards are definitely a bit guilty of not doing that. Like the GW layout two, which is probably the stronger layout, is just like unusable in some deployment types. Um, yeah, if you actually which, have to follow the game rules of uh, an objective's formula, this can't be in the defensible terrain. Oh, that literally doesn't work. Yeah, that, that like they flat ignore that rule in 
GW settings. Yeah, I, but I learned I learned in an RTT where we picked a mission and then picked the wrong of the two layouts for it. When there's just not two ruins in the middle on one of them, there's just a firing I, lane all the way through to the other side. Yeah, I think the way that GW train is at its best is that you always use layout two, but when you're doing that on dawn missions, you rotate, rotate the ruins so that the U is facing your deployment zone. That makes sense. Because um, otherwise, the, I think that other layout is kind of just trolling. Like, you just get shot crossing the center. Like, It's true. The one with the two small pieces on the edges, like wings. To move the woods to somewhere that matters. Yeah. Um, yeah, but beggars can't choose so I give up on that one. I know. It just seems like such an obvious fix. Like, why is the only dead on these boards literally dry humping the board edge? Yeah. Well, it makes stuff like Venom Thrips way stronger because you don't have to worry about dents most of the time. And when you do with them, it's like, oh, that's annoying. I do wish there was like maybe those big L's were like a little bit shorter. Like, no, if anything, I wish they were taller. It's annoying no, not, that like not height, but like their length because they're pretty long, big pieces, the squares. Oh, the ones in the middle? No, the ones Not that the are use. in your deployment zone. So rather than being like 12 I wish they by were 12, the size they were like a little bit different. So you could, or something like that. Yeah. So that you could fit maybe another mm. piece in there somewhere. Or like at least have a reason to include some dents in the center. Otherwise, it's real hard to put dents in the middle of those tables if you try the to do old, it. I have a picture of it somewhere, but Mythicos for a while was using a layout that they like basically made. Mm -hmm. Um and it was great. It was like these two L's in the middle, and then like where they're like the in-between spot of the L's, there was forests. And like that gave you like, you know, you could shoot up this angle between the L's, but you're shooting through dense and it like worked really well. But I'd have to go dig up an ancient picture and maybe I'll post it in the Discord at some point. But like, yeah, it was like broadly the setup was super good, but it just obviously tiny game store is not gonna see mass adoption in the tournament scene. And right. We ended up with what we ended up with. Really, it's like probably like WTC. Then like GW, then like UKTC, as far as I'm concerned, and then like 500 million steps down is whatever the garbage that they throw on the table and then try to sell you their frontline uses. Some of their newer terrain layouts look okay, like the terrain terrain. Maybe not you're rolling layouts. a D20 to see which one you get, so who cares? You're not wrong. It's yeah, it's you're rolling like, as strong as your weakest table. The uh, by far the most frustrating thing at the frontline events I've been to lately, and like. This includes, like, the last LVO I was at and all the way through to ACO, where I recently did well. Like, playing the top tables being the terrain that they're trying to sell, when the terrain that they're currently trying to sell is the pre-painted Cathedral set, which is a god-awful set for playing Warhammer, and a great set to look at visually, is fucking awful as a competitor. Like, that is true suffering that you get to the final rounds which are ostensibly your most difficult and the terrain is just not usable like it just doesn't matter like what happened like you have to use it in such asinine ways like you literally have to take the premier piece of the terrain and use it backwards because the front end of it is not usable as like a normal ruin it is extremely frustrating and i really hope they change that or maybe their new set is like super baller or something or like or i'll literally play no frontline events next year like i'm going to lvo because all my friends are going and that's it like i don't want to go to that event as an event because their terrain is not helpful in this edition Innes and their refusal to update it is my single largest gripe with the company Innes, did you hear that we're anthony's friends 
That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's tried to drunk wrestle me, and I didn't even kill him on the cobblestones. He, oh my of course, God. friends. <laughs> oh no, there are no cobblestones here, so I'm not safe. <laughs> I thought he was real not happy with the content of cobblestones in Britain, in Europe. Yeah. Why the fuck do these things exist? Yeah, it's real annoying. Yeah. I will say I was a really appreciative of towns and cities that are designed to be walked through and not driven through. So that part was real cool. Um, and honestly, that was even the cobblestone hate was like mostly my fault because I didn't bring the right shoes for as much time on feet as I spent. Yeah, I do remember being in Ireland and being in Dublin and it rained. And then the next day trying to walk down some cobblestones was like trying to not die. <laughs> trying to watch drunk women in heels walking cobblestones is real funny. Um, I can imagine. Real good for sprained ankles as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say that just seems broadly like rough. Yeah. No. Did, you, anyway, see, did no. you see the Swedes that both ended up in the river? What? I heard about it. What? Okay, so was, you should tell this story. I was there when they were gathering comrades to go in with them, but. Oh my yeah. gosh. So there's a little canal river next to one of the bars around Mechelen, and two of the suites separately jumped in. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. You know, at least stuff. since it's in Europe, it's probably a cleaner river. I wouldn't want to put anybody in the Chicago. Didn't river. look it. No. <laughs> yeah. It looked real city center canal. Yeah, so. it definitely wasn't super great. Uh, uh, Edinburgh during the snow is probably super pretty. That place is, was real nice. Especially looking. if you notice the castle. <laughs> it's just because someone pointed out the castle. I fucking noticed it. It's just because no. he's short, Ines. He's too Edinburgh, short so to notice for, the castle. For context on that one Edinburgh is, um, it's a big, there's a big hill in the middle that's a big, like, hard rock bit from where a glacier went through and removed everything else. At the top of the hill is a massive castle. It's the very center of Edinburgh. You can literally see it from everywhere in the city. Anthony didn't notice it. <laughs> yeah, I was busy looking at a cathedral. There was like a cool thing. I think that's the Scott Monument. Uh, <laughs> Scott Monument is pretty cool. There's, yeah, sure. Whatever. There's Ash's note about that river that they dove yeah, into. I, I believe that. Oh, did Ash end up in the river? Were you one of the folks think Ash ended up in the river. Did you meet Ash? Ash is lovely. It, uh, maybe well there was a lot of like yeah. drunken meetings that i <laughs> teaching uh, yeah, there's, 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 there was a lot of that on the butt in the bar on wednesday and sunday i definitely know who you are i'm gonna talk to you and you're not gonna remember this at all yep yep there's <laughs> I mean, it, tons of folks it does sound like a lot of uh wtc is just fueled by alcohol and alcohol induced pretty... memory lapses like kinda I don't know, man. I was like sold that it was going to be like this wild ride for every day. The second the team event starts, everyone's like, Shh. silence, <laughs> silence and sobriety, separate and conquer. <laughs> like it, that wall holds for like two or three days and then it just collapses like a motherfucker on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> yeah, everybody's there. Everybody knows why they're there. We just also know why we're there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Brian and the wine. Oh, dude. Me, the awesome, So I had never, like, I don't drink wine, like, ever. I've probably had, like, sips of wine throughout my life. The Aussies got me wine drunk, and then I found Brian, who also never gets wine drunk, and we kept drinking wine, and it was not good the following day. The, um, the group chat photo for the Dundee guys is now a picture of Matty double-fisting wine balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matty, we, so... 
Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the game God Save the Queen um, for the people in chat. Oh, no, but dude. God Save the Queen is basically a game where if you get a coin, put in your drink, or you're, if you're nursing your drink, just holding it like this, and you got some liquid and you're not drinking, you're just kind of sitting with it, and you get a coin, put in your drink. You're going to go down on one knee and down it. Um, that game is very popular among... Because you have to save the queen from you got to save the queen from drowning. Um, so if you get... So, Diffy, uh, Joshua... From, Diffy loves this game. He was walking around with a, a note wrapped up so he could do that into people's wine bottles. Yeah, Matty had that happen to him. Uh, <laughs> Which, was it you or Matty that woke up on your bed the next day with the note next to you and you were like, what did I do last me. night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I woke up with a scuffed knee and a $5 Australian note. And I was like, I need to confirm some things. <laughs> it was oh, very funny. Winness. Oh, winners. Um, yeah, on that note, should we move on to listener questions? Oh, also, I'm yeah. Team Scotland captain again. I got reelected. Uh, I hate it. Yeah, I hate um, yeah. Oh, Chris was not happy that night. Uh, Chris went to bed at like 12 and was like, I'll stay up for you. Should not have said that. <laughs> I've decided yeah. I want to coach for somebody this year for WTC. I think already off, you've already offered your coach version. I've taken you up on it. You have to come there. Oh, shit. Now I have to coach. Okay, Yeah, you're crap. stuck, bro. <laughs> I'll go find a kilt. Just tell me what I need to buy. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I can do it with listener questions real quick. Let's we don't do, have that let's many. Let's do listener questions. Yeah. All right. We don't have that many listener questions today, Wait, YouTube chat. But on. if you do have questions, ask them in chat. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go and read that one. <laughs> I don't drink, says Alex Toast, but at an office, bring your own. I got my fucking noodle soup bowl coined, which was hilarious. So you got to save the queen from drowning in that down, noodle down soup. your noodle soup, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Look, Honestly, like I've seen I saw a lot of like really passionate people. I was at the WDC, right? Like we're all traveling internationally to play a 40K event. There is no person that was more passionate about any game than Diffie was about God Save the Queen. That man was really about it. <laughs> if only he was that. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to. Diff Diffie was, Diffie was wonderful. Diffie's Diffie is fantastic. Right, so, Ennis, the first question from Chris is directed at you. How are you making the adjustment of going back to singles play? We already talked about this, particularly singles not in WTC format, where winning by a single point is okay. Also, what tech are you looking forward to using that the WTC blocked? Yeah, so I'm picking Stranglehold to the last and raise banners every game. I'm casting my <laughs> deployment zone and declaring that I won the game by two points on turn one. Is that what everybody does? <laughs> wow, I think all that is causing Anthony like existential pain. So, Anthony, while you suffer in, <laughs> in peace there, at Anthony, should I'm I, a last-time Space properly? Marine player, and I want to make Fuck. Centurions work better. What can you recommend that I do with my 27, uh, no blue hat? No, no cap. No, no cap. cap. No Fuck. blue hat, dude. <laughs> Fucking, that was so boomer. Holy shit, Nathan. Jesus I, Christ. <laughs> that I own in order to make Innis suffer the most. Sorry, Anthony, I'm too old. The, for the best bet is probably to use them like caltrops in front of my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could uh, you could just ram them into whatever he's drinking and just fuck with his ability to drink. God save the queen. He's drowning. <laughs> Pow. Right in his drink. 
<coughs> All right, then the um, question for me from Chris is, are you happy with the pre-course trauma that we inflicted upon Anthony? And what penalties is Anthony going to have to do for each failed worksheet? Oh, man, dude. I hope there's not penalties. There, there after, like I said, after the third one. There aren't any penalties. I'm actually just really happy with Chris, who told me that he'd give you worksheets in the first place, and also was very happy when he agreed that he'd record your responses to oh, yeah. them. He really, you can see legitimate shock and fear in my <laughs> eyes in the first one, where I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no! The, be the best part is he goes up to you, he's like, Dr. Stats Dad has homework for you, and you just yeah, go like... Dude looking terrified into the distance like what is this <laughs> Anthony, like, three days of scottish food and drunk booze it's like yeah oh math oh no <laughs> oh no yeah literally and then uh mark ms in the discord what is the worst list that you've tested lately the list i'm playing for my gt this weekend is really shit like really shit it's aggressively oh terrible yeah I got seven games of really rough testing on a really bad list. Seven? That's how many rounds there were, right? Yeah. And then we're going to move into YouTube chat because that's it for Discord. We've got a question from Charlie K, which is Anthony, Warp Talent versus like Raptors. <laughs> sure. Um, Did I skip three questions? I only see one that I may have skipped. That's how it nope, we'll, scroll, we'll scroll up in a second. We got this one now. It's fine. Uh, Warp Talons versus Raptors. If Raptors or Flamers worth it. Um, it depends on your Legion. Raptors are good as action monkeys. They're a bit rough in the Legion that force Legions that force marks on them. Like it feels real bad. Like playing like 120, I think it is for them in Emperor's Children, just to like stand over there and go do something. Um, Similarly, word bearers, I mean, sorry, similarly, uh, warp talons in legions that don't increase their strength, AP, or give them hit rerolls of some variant are also kind of rough because they're strength four and AP two. They do have just a ton of attacks and they reroll wounds, which is cool, but they're just as expensive as possessed. They're significantly more fragile and they're not that much faster. So it can be rough to support them properly. I like Talons in Red Corsair specifically, if you want to go that route, because Red Corsairs are kind of fun uh, for advancing charge, because they the speed just doubles down on that one at that point. But I wouldn't yeah. recommend playing Red Corsairs. Yeah, Red Corsairs is a bit rough. But like as an example, like Warp Talons are really good in Bile. They're really good in Word Bearers. They're really good in um, in Iron Warriors. Actually, they're kind of cute because they can be OPSEC. Like stuff like that is like pretty good. Um, they're at their best probably in word bearers because you can give them full full hit rerolls and make them strength five and AP three, which is pretty hot. Um, but yeah, like they're both just like kind of okay, which makes me sad because I love jump pack units. They're in the, they're they're in the same slot as like possessed and chosen, and they just kind of don't compare favorably to those because the third one. Yeah, I think they're I think they're worse than chosen, who are significantly worse than possessed. All right, and yeah, so I did miss some questions in the Discord because I don't have question marks, and so I just shut up, Innes. <laughs> um, they don't have question marks, and sometimes I skip over those things because I think they're part of the conversation instead of reading them. So, Tom H., who didn't put any question marks on his questions in the Discord, put question marks on there so that I find them more easily. What faction has the worst type of players besides sisters? Squats already. <laughs> it's Squats great. Leave me and Eric alone. Um, <laughs> the... I don't know. Custodies. It's always Custodies, right? It is the custodies. dudes with the brass nameplates and the 400 cooked dice. It's true. Um, sure. If you had to 
make a tier list of all of Anthony's armies, would any be tournament tournament staples or are they all flawed choices? I mean, one of them I wrote with Ennis, so he can only flame me so much here. Well, of your your armies. Oh, we wrote the, we're, yeah, we wrote your demons list, right? So we were thinking of changing. The demons list, the ACO list was both of us. Yeah, that's fair. I will no. say that we did briefly consider changing Anthony's faction in the CRS to meta. <laughs> I think, uh, no, Anthony should be like whatever the meta was a month ago uh, or next month. Like, those are the only two options he has. Like, he's either yeah. late by a month or early by a month. Yeah. I'm really good at calling my shot just the wrong direction sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, he he invented uh, Thick City or popularized Thick City, whatever you want to call it popularized thick city is correct oh. simon goykovic is the uh daddy of the thick um and um, he definitely stayed on jakari a month longer than he should have so yep you know, you but i got emperor's thing. children up a month early like ain't no one done that yet so you know exactly you take the good with the bad yeah dan f asks favorite chaos demon rumor or ranking uh advance and charge on the warpstone table maybe yeah that one was fine i really hope it's still rumor. there I really hope it's there. It, it's not, but I really hope it is. It's not. Yeah. Maybe it was a misprint, dude. Maybe it'll come, come back, like um, Space Wolves uh, Warlord Traits. I was really hoping that, uh, like, Skull Crushers would, or Blood Crushers would be uh, viable. I would I would buy 36, absolutely, if they were. If I could run 36 Blood Crushers, I'd run 36 Blood Crushers. They, they used to come in squads of 1 to 12, so... Can you deploy 36 Blood care. Crushers? I don't. Okay. Innis is going to use that native deep strike and just put bunches of them in native. In deep back strike in um, so back in fifth edition, uh, this, this is a, this is a good story. I say good story. This is a, a funny rule that used to exist. Uh, Blood crushers used to be three up armor, five up vulnerable save, uh, two wounds, toughness five, and eternal warrior, which meant you couldn't instant death. And so they always you had to always oh, fail two saves sure. to die. Uh, whereas whereas before, like something strength ten would just instantly kill them if they didn't have that rule. So they were pretty resilient for what they were. And then Fate Weaver had a six-inch aura of reroll saves. <laughs> so, Jesus, Fate Crusher was a pretty good list. Uh, I'm already out, dude. Anytime <laughs> something lets you reroll saves, I'm pissed. That is such a stupid rule. Yeah, it, it was an aura as well. But this was the time where every time Fate, every time Fate Weaver took a wound, you had to take a morale check, or he just and if you failed, he just dipped. So. <laughs> 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 that I kind of that I actually think is kind of funny. That's very See, chaos. Like the third, third roll of vulnerable save, but if you failed it, you just effed off. You know how we could balance Necrons? <laughs> Silent King has that. Every time a minion dies, you gotta roll no. two dice. If you roll eleven, he just goes. Their old rule, oh, where if you geez. kill like fifty percent of them or whatever, they 75% just seventy-five percent of non-canoptic stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that doesn't work at all. Then actually, never mind. <laughs> well, no, because if you've only got one canoptic unit. Or one non canonical, you got like one squad of warriors. You lose eight of them, your army faces out. Yeah, but most of the stuff that's dying in Necrons right now is not canoptic. No, no, but, yeah, but the canoptic stuff is line for those Necron warriors. So, like, if you had a Necron list at the time that was like a lord, 20 warriors, and three squads of wraiths, the wraiths just weren't included in the count. So it was just the 21 warriors and the lord. And if you lost 75% of that, your entire army disappeared. Yeah, I was just thinking of like the list I played, right? Where it was like the Silent King and some characters. Mm -hmm. Those never died. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh, Innes and Anthony, what is the right number of warriors in a singles levy list? 
it really depends on what you're trying to do. 18 to 27, probably. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Like, I wouldn't take less. How many are you taking in your most recent draft of Tyranids list, Anthony? Still on 2 by 9. I like 24, 3 by 5, and a 9. Okay. It's just it's kind of stylistic at that point. It's like, what's your preference? I actually have a really nice I really a list I really like with nine five. Um, so I think you could probably get away with like as long as you've got one nine in there and then another squad to hold the buffs if that one disappears, you're probably yeah. fine. The second squad probably doesn't need to be a nine. Um, but it, no. but like nine five five five, and then like nine five are probably fairly viable as well. I would say at least at least fourteen. Like a nine and a five is probably the lowest you could go. And you'd yeah. need to have a reason to not run nine nine or nine five five. Right. I really like the the three fives. I could definitely see cutting the last one, but I worry about like actually having enough of them at that point because they do disappear in a fucking hurry. Yeah, the, the fives are real fragile if you're not um if you're not keeping them safe. They also don't do like two warriors doesn't kill shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I was really happy I was really happy with my nine nine at WTC. Um, right. I don't know. I wouldn't I, I can I would love to just run one squad of nine because then they just get all the buffs. But there's nothing to put the buffs on after that is the problem. Like yeah. maybe if I was gonna run like a five of Tyrant Guard still. I was gonna say you go big T guard again, but like, those yeah, boys do not so hit that hard. It's so expensive. Yeah, you're yeah. like, do I give them bone cleavers at that point? Yeah, probably. Oh fuck that. AP one in current <laughs> year, dude. Rock yeah. up on some terminators, do actually zero damage. <laughs> You still get the rending claws. Yeah. Sure. But you just lose the two scything Yeah, you lose the two scything tiles. It might actually be worth it. I don't know, man. I like my volume. Yeah, Johnny too. Watkins in YouTube chat asks pros and cons of next edition being a full reset with indexes. Personally, I think this is a terrible idea, and I hope it goes away. I think it'd be really funny to watch everybody melt down again. But they're going to do that whatever happens, so it doesn't really matter what the change is. I just, like, I really don't think ninth is that bad. And I'm going to be real sad if they just thunderfuck the whole thing. Yeah, we could probably go, like, another two years without an addition change and not be too bad about it. Right. I actually think GW has started to approach a point of balance in the game. And it, it would be really terrible for them to hit, like, the balance point and then just get rid of all of it. We're, like... A Tyranid's nerf, and then a change to, like, Sisters and Necron secondaries away from being, like, pretty comfortable with the game. If they just nerfed Nids, like, data sheet wise and then made it so we could only take maybe two faction secondaries, we'd probably be fine. Yep. I'd just go back to one. Fuck it. One is fine, too, but, like, you lose some flavor there, right? Like, Blood Angels as an example take a real beating from that, but, like... They'd have to put secondaries, like, back in, right? Like... I mean, we just have literally change. I do miss stranglehold. Like making people play the game was cool. Like to the last bind, they could die in a fire. Actually, make the Necron, make make that what the a fitting challenge. Make that a generic secondary, the Chaos Knights one. Oh fuck yeah! Oh (laughs) fuck yeah! (laughs) I love that secondary. Yeah, fitting challenges. Kill your opponent's three most expensive units for five points each. Make that a generic secondary. Um. Bring back a nerfed stranglehold. Like, like just points? make it more than make it like I don't know, make it hold four and we'll be fine. Like just give me an incentive. Hold four hard. for four hold four for four points. Fuck it. Put that in the game. Hold two know, for two, hold rough. three for three. No. Hold four for <laughs> just let it scale. <laughs> yeah, just let it scale. 
Three, three I for mean, two, four you, for four would probably be all right. If you switched the Necron secondaries to cap at 12 instead of 15, I think a lot of things would get better. That's also true. I'm like, if you if you made all three of them cap at 12. 92 or whatever, but 91. Yeah. I hate that. I, but, hate, I think every secondary should go to 15 in some way, shape, or form. I don't like the caps. I also don't broadly love caps, but I just like my other alternative for Necron secondaries is that they get one point per turn for all of them, regardless of what they do, because fuck them. They're like yeah. so easy that it's like. Yeah. Parts of the Vermin needs to lose the deployment zone clause. Um, Code of Combat probably just needs to not be able to be scored by the Silent King. Uh, that would save them a lot of balancing headache where they could both make the king really strong at killing shit because he should be and also not just like woo so, for scoring can actually, actually talk about this code of combat i would make it so that the destroyer lord and the locust lord or the score lord could actually score it it's not just noble keyword it's just all lords uh, and the silent yep. king can't and then fine secondary purge the vermin just remove the deployment something it's fine in Drakari, it would be fine in necrons like it's it's not an amazing secondary but it's still it's playable for Drakari right now um, Tide of Aeons, I would make it one, two, three for the one, two, and three objectives. The one where you also put that shit back in fucking battlefield supremacy where it goes. That shit's strength. Yeah, that should, that should be battlefield supremacy. <laughs> and then, yeah. um, ancient machineries just you should not be able to do it if there's any models on the end of an objective. Uh, and it should never complete the end of turn unless you're it should only complete the end of turn for troops, not um, obsec. It's always good to, rem I think you should, you could just make it so that the scarabs couldn't do actions. But then, like, Hume Blade still can. Yeah, I would like, just make it... I would make it... Anything can still do... All the stuff that can do it can still do it, but it has to be troops to all complete. So the same as, like, Nephilim. Yeah. Also, for what it's worth, like, you know... Again, going to the flavor thing real quick, like, the entire point of Scarabs is that they, like, do things. Like... Ah, uh, fair. I mean, you just also always remember that your opponent has to control that objective in order to do that. They can't just do it without controlling it. I don't... I hear that's not true in America. Um, yeah. It depends on who you ask. I've also heard that that might not depends be true. Depends on if they can read... <laughs> Um, apparently somebody wants to, Chris wants a new tier where you guys teach me, uh, popular culture, because apparently no. I don't know what blue, I don't know <laughs> oh, what blue hat I, I, is I apparently. That's so funny. That's what I'm going to call it. The fact that you've never heard the phrase no cap hat. before. Why, why cap? What's the cap for? Don't worry about it, man. Just keep okay. moving. Okay. That's how I think he doesn't know either, but that's like fine. All no, the... that's, it's lying, you cunt. But like... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get monetized. Uh, not really. Um, it's fine. I don't think we rely. On, I don't think we use YouTube ad money, do we? We don't. Yeah. We don't. I don't think we actually get anything from them yet. Yeah. Uh, I think that is it for questions. Unless I missed something. Well, Alex was saying Nathan, all four question, all four of the Necron secondaries are good though. Question mark, which isn't a question. It's just the truth. Oh wait, hold on. This feels like a thing. Oh, there it is. Uh, I have no idea. I I'm not gonna lie. I have purchased the stuff to play this. Uh, I'm probably going to end up tweaking it a little bit for playstyle reasons and whatever. Um, but I don't understand how it works yet. So, or what playstyle? You know how that, that doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I want to change like two upgrades to be a different upgrade um, because I just want it to be slightly different. Um, that's it. And then Greg Clarkson has a question that I think the answer is just no to, is regardless of whether or they are not, should Menhirs be resible? And I think the answer is no. I think all I would be more than happy to allow all of my Necron opponents to res as many Menhirs as they want, because they're playing fucking Shrekin or running or running Sheras. And all of those sound like trolling, so... 
I don't I don't want them to do it just because it's stupid. I don't so I also agree that it's Listen, dumb. They can they can res him, but also I can heal Abaddon. Fair, fair, cool. I mean, there are a bunch of people who you say can. you should just it's stab Abaddon an infinite number of times. Well, stab it on. Just stab it on. Stab that guy. No, they should be fifteen twenty. Yeah. They should actually remove airburst fragmentation projectors from crisis suit units because they don't even come in the kit. That's true. Remember, Shadowsome is better than Trajan. Cyclic Ion Blast also shouldn't be in that box. Also shouldn't be an equipable item for crisis suit units. Are you telling me I'm wrong now, Anthony? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to tell you guys, crisis suit should also just be able to take the weapons and weapon combinations of the things that are in their kit. We're having just two completely separate conversations right now. It's true. I just wanted to make fun of Tau players real quick. Anthony, I can also make fun of Marine players. Change your fame but... with your play style. <laughs> <laughs> no, Trajan is basically the Imperial Abaddon. It's true. Yeah. What? But not as good. Um... Anyway, yeah, playstyle is fake, but it's an easy shortcut for the way I want this to work. Um, so, <laughs> okay, that's... I know. I, I, I really the... enjoy my playstyle is fake rant, but it's also just such an easy way to communicate what I'm trying to say. I mean, that it, yeah. it's, it's so he's going to do the thing where he changes Eric's list a little bit, and then it fails because of the things he changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to cut one demo. And then he's like, "Oh man, it would have been great if I had just left it. I clearly would have gone six and zero then." I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut that one demo charge for the hand flamer on the sergeant, and I'm going to be like, "I'm going to lose because of it." Absolutely. Yeah, that's I mean, a that's the difference maker. Also, by the way, just in case anyone's curious, this dice is how Innis plays 40k. That's how I stand when I play 40k. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I'll upload the picture later, but I took up a picture of Innis and I zoomed in on his hand. You can see the like whole hand is white knuckled because he's pressing into the table, and then it only goes back to the red, like somewhere around his wrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I was just gonna say that. Play style is shorthand for I disagree with something this person is doing, but without disagreeing with them. So you don't have to say that you disagree or think they made some stupid decision. Instead, you can just make the change and be like, oh, it's a play style difference. No, no, play style is just a shortcut for a suboptimal way to play uncomfortable with. But yeah, it's also yeah, I'm not going to get comfortable with the thing in here that's clearly good in time. So instead, I will take something that makes me happy. Yeah, fair. There are valid reasons to play different things to other people. Um, yeah, but play style is not a real one. Yep. I think on that note, on the note that playstyle is fake, just accept <laughs> play style is you fake. are. Just get better. Yeah. Or um, learn different ways of playing. Why don't yeah. you just Sometimes you should just play aggressively, even with a defensive list. Yep. Or vice versa, which I had to do a whole bunch of the WTC and felt super bad the whole time. <laughs> what is this? Is this all back to that one Magic the Gathering article with, like, who brings... Yeah, who brings the beat down? It's not, not as good as the one read. by the guy from Pfizer that we found in BiffPod last week. Uh, the, the guy with the Pfizer <laughs> coming letters was like, you should definitely cheat sometimes. <laughs> yeah, remember, kids, okay. if you're playing against somebody who's worse than you, it's okay to cheat because you deserve to win and they don't. Uh, yeah. And they weren't going to uh... top eight anyway, so it's okay. And it's your more, in fact, it's your moral imperative as a representative of the company, Pfizer.com. To cheat. Yeah. Which Nathan can now agree to is we've got like another what year before he sells out to pharma, so <laughs> Damn.
Yeah. That is how necrosecondaries work, though. You do have a moral imperative to cheat by using them. Uh, and then true. you can cheat That's on true. top of that. All right, Ennis. Tell us about all the things people could do. You can check us out at patreon.com slash stat check if you want to get more of us that's where you can find the bonus content you can also find our patreon discord you can support us on youtube.com slash c slash stat check where you can like comment subscribe drop a comment in the end it really helps us out that's our favorite thing uh it's really good to be able to drive with you all and hear what you guys are loving and not loving about the show and what we can do better for you um next week we'll be back with even more wonderful 4k content i'm going to a gt um I think the Nova Open reveals are the weekend after next as well, so we'll be looking for that in a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, I'm going to the Unconquerable Invitational, which is, as we discussed earlier in the show, is going to be a really cool event. Uh, I'll try and ping the streaming for that up on the socials, so that will be in Discord especially. Um, other than that, are you guys doing anything interesting in the next couple of weeks? Nope. I'm going to go Don't play Total War 3. Totally. Oh yeah, I am going to go play Total War three right after this. Podcast, I'm going to go and probably download Call of the Lamb and see how that is because I've been playing Into oh. the Breach on my phone, which has been pretty good. So it's amazing. Go play. Also, Arsenal Battlegrounds is going pay to win, so I'm ditching that game. I'm just going to leave it now, sadly. Oh well, yeah, it's good. good. I was looking for an excuse to stop playing Blizzard games anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. True. Um, we will be back next week at the times. That is 11 p.m. UK, uh, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Sometime in Australia and the East Coast or the West Coast that aren't real and we don't care about. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. This has been Stat Check. We are very thankful to everybody. We are now almost two months into doing this uh, and we are thoroughly enjoying it. We're doing a lot less prep now, um, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, thank you to Cliff and Curie for continuing to run the website and all of the back end stuff. Uh, we really appreciate all you guys do. I really appreciate all of you being with us. Thank you and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thank you.